and welcome to the How to Publish Your Book podcast, where we are helping writers become authors. I'm Ashley Shannon, and I'm here with my co-host, Carrie McAvoy, and today we're going to be introducing ourselves and letting you guys know a bit about us here on our first episode. Carrie, why don't you start and tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. I'm Carrie Kerr McAvoy, and I'm single. I have three grown sons, and I love music, believe it or not, video game playing, I also am an avid reader and I do swimming and um, I'm a retired psychologist. So I'm all about healthy relationships and whatever uh, excites and informs people. So how about you? So what, tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> um, so my name is Ashley Shannon and I'm a single mom of two and a business owner. Um, I'm passionate about reading, um, creating mental health awareness and entrepreneurship. I really like that you put in that you're passionate about playing video games because we got my son a switch for his for Christmas and it's not wrapped yet because I've been playing it at night <laughs> so I, I've been reliving my childhood and playing Pokemon on his Christmas present so that's funny yeah but I, I play a lot and back when the kids were little they would brag to people mom is mom is uh logged in 40 hours like shh don't say that don't say that it's not cool in adult world especially for a woman you know <laughs> right yeah, exactly oh I'm hoping that that stigma goes away someday and yep. and Graham can tell his friends at school you know my mom plays world of warcraft <laughs> that's right exactly exactly yeah and I love shooter games that's one of my favorites so. Okay, so um, in today's podcast, guys, we're basically going to give you um, an introduction to who we are a little, you know, we told you a little bit about ourselves, but now we're going to talk about um, our writing career um, or path and kind of how it's evolved to the point that it's at and um, where we'd like to see it go in the future. So Carrie, how long have you been writing? Well, that's really interesting. Actually, uh, when I was a kid, I had this fantasy because I love to read. I'd read almost a book a day. And I wanted to be an author because I saw it as a way to be able to live forever, you know, to become, um, what, immortalized? I don't know what the word is. But anyway, <laughs> so I wanted to do that. And, but then when I, when I got into high school and stuff and had to do papers, I found them super, super hard. So I thought, ah, it's not going to happen. And then I got into college and grad school. Um, and it just wasn't easy. So I, you know, it was kind of this dream I put off. But one day in 2006, I woke up with an outline, which shocked me. I just, I had an outline. And so I then buckled down and for the next year spent writing. So that's kind of how I got my start in it. Um, I didn't do it the right way. <laughs> and I, but I ended up publishing uh, four years later, two books, two short books, they're, they're religious books. And then I published another one in 2014, wrote a manuscript in 2016, didn't publish it, but I have a full manuscript. And I'm right now editing a second manuscript. So, so yeah, that's kind of been my journey. I, so I've been in self-publishing since 2010 was my first official launch. But it's interesting because in 2006 and seven, I, I went to a conference and it was just when the Kindle had come out and they brought it to the conference. And this was conference was in Michigan where the biggest Christian publishers are, like Zondervan Van and Baker Bookhouse are there in Grand Rapids. Mm -hmm. And so the, one of the editors brought in her Kindle and showed the whole audience and said, this is going to change the world. This is going to change publishing. And sure enough, it did. So it was really wild to be in the very beginning 
of this whole, you know, uh, yeah, this whole kind of change, this renaissance that's happened with publishing. That's crazy. You started talking about, you wrote your, published your first book in 2006, that we said? Or I started writing it, yeah, started writing in 2006. I published it in 2010. Ended up being two books, yeah. Yep. I mean, so, I don't want to be that person, but I graduated high school in 2006. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's been, you know, that a lot has changed, you know, since 2006 or so when, you know, or eight or whatever year that was that Kindle actually came out. I mean, we're talking what, 12 years mm-hmm. and, and look where we're at. We're in a, and, and at the time, self-publishing was kind of a dirty word. You know, oh, you, yeah. you didn't want to be one of those. You really wanted to get a, a, an, a, an, you know, an agent and be able to be published. But, uh, but it was interesting to see that kind of that cutting edge, what was happening. And, 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 but I did it all wrong. And that's what I'd like to do different. I want to, I want to approach it in the correct way this time. So how about you? So tell me about your journey. Um, well, like you, I was a reader. We moved a lot when I was a kid. So I read a lot um, to kind of, I don't know, have something permanent, <laughs> you know, like Harry Potter was in all my places, basically. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to be a music teacher, actually. I had no interest in being a writer. Um, I wrote a little bit in high school. English classes always came really easily to me, um, and I had great teachers. I've never been good at spelling. I'm still not great at grammar, um, but and I'm Facebook friends with these my two English teachers, my middle school, and my high school one. And um, they always told me, you know, if you want to like you have the creative mind to be a writer, like, no, I'm, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be famous. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and then I went to college um, and I didn't uh, I didn't get into the vocal program because um, I waited two years to go to college after I graduated high school. And I was like, okay, I'll just do my gen eds and, and reapply. And um, I took some literature classes and some composition classes. And I really liked writing. I never, I never went back to go, um, to go apply to the music program. And I did three years of college before my money ran out. But it was also three years of college. It was really weird because I did three years of college with an advisor that I was really close to who, as I was losing my financial aid, was kind of like, if you're going to be a writer, you don't really need to be here. You know, like, this is not something that you need Mm -hmm. um, by any means. And so I kind of felt like that gave me permission. Um, And so that would have been in 2009. And I remember reading about Amanda Hawking making a million dollars self-publishing in 2009. And I, yeah, and then I was like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. And I published my first book in um, 2012. So wow. Wow. it took oh. a long time to write that first book. <laughs> yeah, it is. it is. I mean, for me, it was four years. I mean, and I, I did it in stages where I just wrote for a year, didn't know what I was doing, just wrote. And then I started finding an editor and then he, he was brutal. I mean, he, he, so I basically rewrote the whole thing, 60% of it, submitted it again. To, I mean, so it's, yeah, it's a quite a process. You know, it's funny tell, having you share what your experience was in college and high school. I actually was a, I mean, I was an A student, but I was a terrible, 
I think it was a terrible in the writer in the sense that I wasn't creative. It was whatever the teacher wanted is what I wrote. So if you mm -hmm. said, I want five pages, it has to be on the fifth page. It needs to be about this. I gave her exactly what she wanted. And I usually had like three lines on the fifth page. That's it. So, <laughs> you know, for me to think about, well, uh, how would I, what would actually be in the, I just felt like I wasn't creative. I didn't like have an imagination or something. And yet as a kid, I would start a book get about 50 pages in, put it down and then create the world in my head and live in it. Because <laughs> I, I grew up on a farm. So we'd have hours worth of work. So I would like in my head live in the fantasy of the book while I did all this work. But so I didn't kind of put it together that that was actually creativity. And it wasn't until so really as a, actually, I think I've learned the most about myself and creativity since I started the, the memoir, which was in 2016. Then, it, then that kind of, because the first three books were educational. So it got me out of that kind of style of writing, which I actually don't enjoy now. I know I know that about myself. And I, I've really uh, have learned to sort of expand my imagination. So it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting journey how we get here. I mean, I'm kind of listening to you too. And I was a terrible writer. I was so bad. And I can't believe I'm going to confess this, that when I wrote my <laughs> dissertation, my, I had a chair who was uh, an avid supporter of women finishing their PhDs. And so she basically rewrote the damn thing. And I just <laughs> copied her editing and then moved forward. And that's how I finished. So uh, yeah, I, I didn't think I was, yeah. It's, so it's been a journey getting here. I feel like you hear that a lot though. You, a lot of things I hear working with writers is that they always felt like they weren't a good writer. And then somebody along the way told them, there's no way you can do that. You know, like, which is usually a teacher, which is why I point out, like, I had really good teachers because I couldn't spell Wednesday in high school. And, <laughs> and um, you know, and, and they were still like, you can do anything, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, I, think, um, I, do think, I do think that it's, it's, Part of becoming an author is getting out of your own way and believing and believing in yourself and taking risks and realizing that rejection is just a learning experience. But that's, I mean, that that's that's hard in the beginning. It's really hard to do because it. I don't know about you, Ashley, but doesn't writing feel so deeply personal? Oh yeah. Um, even even when writing fiction, it feels personal. And I've had such an issue with sharing like I've been publishing work well I wrote fan fiction in high school so I've probably been publishing work since 2005 on the internet mm -hmm. but I've never all of my self-published books that were published um before this year I've taken them all down mm -hmm. um just because I feel vulnerable and still not like I have it all together and I'm not like super proud of it or whatever and so it, it does it I think it it just I don't know. It's like peeling away layers. I'm an onion and I'm peeling away layers. Yeah. And I guess weird and vulnerable and scary. It does. I mean, I, I worked with a few, a few writers and, and I, I remember one who said that even the people around him didn't know he was writing. That's the degree he was keeping it secret. And I, I related, I mean, I didn't keep a secret like that, but there, no matter what it is, it, whether it's educational or whether it's fiction it's still it's like you're giving something of yourself out to the world. And you're like, please like it. I mean, it's so <laughs> raw, you know, I don't think most people who've not tried it really understand how, 
how you have to grow a, a pretty thick skin pretty fast in this business. Yeah, it's true. I kind of feel like I've been fortunate because I haven't really gotten any bad reviews. I've gotten bad blog comments, but that's kind of just like, eh, whatever, troll. But like, I feel like if I got like bad book reviews, um, I that would probably make me feel worse, I think, than just comments on a blog post. And so, yeah, it is. It's, it's pouring your heart and sometimes years into something and then somebody can, you know, take two minutes out of their day and be like, zero stars, you suck. <laughs> well, my first editor was a, a very accomplished person, and he has a story that's actually pretty pretty famous. It's used on media and stories. I mean, it's it's a it's become so almost almost iconic. His his this one story of his. Anyway, so I hired him, and uh, so and I I mean I knew I wasn't a very good writer. I I knew that, and he he sent back my manuscript in pieces, mailed it to me in pieces, not at once, in pieces. <laughs> with critiques so I got this like drip, Chinese drip torture experience of and it was said this is terrible this is a nightmare you don't know and then he began to uh, list all the things I was doing wrong and then the end he sent me a letter included with the last piece of the manuscript and said quote you have no more right to write this story than any Tom Dick or Sally I bawled for two days I was so hurt and then I got mad and then I rewrote it and sent it back to him and I paid him again to edit it again. But, uh, but you know what? I, that was a, a pivotal, pivotal learning experience for me. I can't believe you paid him again. <laughs> well, you know what? I was so mad that I wanted to show him that A, I had it in me to do it again and B, that I was going to prove him wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. So what made you want to make writing your career? Because you've done a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I fell in love with it. Well, let me back up. So I have a, a, a PhD in psychology and I practiced for 20 years as a, I have a private practice um, psychologist and I saw, counsel, I counseled patients, individuals and teenagers and, but it wasn't, it wasn't a good fit for me. I just knew from the moment I started that I had gotten into the wrong field. So I didn't know what the right fit was. I just knew it wasn't the, the, the I just knew it wasn't it. But, you know, I had loans and I had kids and I had made a commitment to my husband that I would earn a living. And so I just stuck it out for 20 years. But once I started writing, it was like, um, I don't know, it was just this, it's almost magical. And then when I got into creative, nonfiction. And then now I'm even doing this, this latest book is a memoir that's now turned into a novel based on a true story. It's just magical. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. It's I, I, I work harder than I've ever worked in my life, but I, I love it. I don't haven't loved anything more than I love doing this. So it's just, mm -hmm. and it's an incredible experience. I see you working just as hard. So tell me about why, why do you like doing it? You were just talking about like, you've never worked this hard. And I was like, out of all the jobs I've had, it's probably my favorite. And next on the list would be janitor and folding clothes on Hot Topic. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I going down my list of jobs? <laughs> but um, those are the two that I never called in sick for, for some weird reason. But I, I don't call in sick for this one either. Um, 
I used to tell people it's the only thing I'm good at and that's why I do it and I don't think that's true anymore I think I think I'm good at a lot of things um but it's the only thing that kind of meets my needs it's like I've had other jobs that I really really liked but I never felt fulfilled in what I was doing I was doing busy work and liked the people I worked with or like when I was a janitor I was cleaning toilets but I could listen to audiobooks all day so I was basically reading all day you know like and so um so it's the only thing that I find fulfilling career-wise or to like work on um and yeah so that kind of made the decision for me I mean when I left college um I really had no idea what I was doing. So my biggest goal was to, you know, meet as many people who did know what they were doing mm-hmm. to kind of learn. But um, kind of as I've grown, it's just, it's, yeah, it's the only thing that makes my heart happy, I guess, you know, besides being a mom. So, oh man, I heard left that out of my top three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's in okay. There we'll somewhere. move it up. It will move it yeah. right up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think there's something about writing I'm all about communicating. And after spending 20 years sitting with people in therapy, listening to them share from their heart, there's, it's, there's something about the written word that's more profound. It's like, I mean, you spend a lot of time to figure out exactly how you're going to craft a phrase or a paragraph or even a page. And you know what it is, what you wanted to say and what it meant to you uh, when, when you were trying to communicate whatever it is the message is. And then it does something in the, the reader and, and it may be something completely different, but there's something about that process that's magical. And I don't, it's to me more satisfying to communicate via writing than for me to communicate talking to someone. I just find mm-hmm. it just so incredibly powerful. That, and I'm addicted to that. I think that that's, you know, whenever I'm up, I don't write about things that I have to write about. Typically, I don't want to do that. And I, in my, my life at this stage, I don't have to do that. I know that there are a lot of people who do. So I'm kind of grateful that I don't, but I write about things that mean something to me, you know, something that mm-hmm. I'm feeling a lot of strong emotions about, or I'm upset or, or I'm excited about. So for me, it's a way to share something important to me with the rest of the world in a way so that we can enter into it together. It's really incredible. Do you find that that it, it feels that way for you as well, Ashley? Yeah, it, it's funny because you said you feel better or you like communicating through writing more than speaking. And there are times when I feel like I can't. I mean, I just, I cannot have conversations, um, whether it's the social anxiety or whatever, or maybe I just don't want to. I don't know. Mm-hmm. For me, it's always easier to write it down. I can edit it. I can get my thoughts out. Um, you know, uh, I'm not getting yelled at in the midst of them, <laughs> like whatever it is, you know, it's always been easier for me. Um, and it is, it's, it's just kind of my preferred, preferred method to do just about anything. I mean, even talking about like video games and stuff, like a lot of the video games I play are story-based. I don't really play shooter games. I play like long interactive story fantasy games so like it's just kind of yeah it's everything about my life just kind of revolves around it yeah I hear it's kind of revolves around story for you you know that's really cool I agree I have the same thing if I'm if I'm really upset and it's a bad moment in a relationship I'll actually go write a letter 
That's I always do it every time. <laughs> They're like every time. Oh, there's another one of Carrie's long damn letters again. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst, and I'm the I'm like the queen of like um, uh, trying to have a conversation through Facebook messaging, and I use my laptop, and there's like no limit, and so they. <laughs> They had to scroll for like 10 minutes on their phone reading those Facebook messages because it's like 3,000 words. That's funny. <laughs> I'm the worst about it. Oh, but it's true. I think we've both been very fortunate, you and I both, that we have not had to chase like the freelance train. I never did freelance writing. I never wrote copy. I've basically never written anything I didn't feel passionate about. I've helped clients with courses and newsletters and stuff like that um when I was a VA but I was always I I would never worked for a person that I wasn't passionate about their business Mm -hmm. so um so yeah I I think it's um I'm very fortunate that I've only ever really had to write whatever I wanted yeah you know and and it's it's true still to this day like I'm not making a full-time income from my book but I blog full-time and I still write about whatever I want right so you know yeah, I, I mean, I had to do it plenty and enough going through grad school um, and and then certainly for work, you know, doing reports and what, but no, I don't have any desire. I know that, and even the the first three books, I did more, I, I can't say I loved the experience, I, I learned a lot, but now that I'm in creative, um, either nonfiction or fiction, it's just an incredible experience and I don't really want to go back. And I, I write personal essays as well. So I do kind of do short and long versions of writing, but I, I don't want to, I know there are a lot of people who have to do that or, and there's some people who really love doing that, but it isn't, it doesn't meet my needs. So, so that kind of, for me, makes me, what, what are your goals? So, you know, we could, where would you like to be in five years? Um, um, I hate these questions. Well, it kind of fits into your writing goals, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in regards to, are you just talking about just my writing? Oh, it doesn't matter. About, like my whole life in general. It could be either. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Well, for our listeners, I, this is going to be all information Carrie knows about me because she's basically my best friend, but, um, I have a son who has autism um, who is for the most part nonverbal and who I homeschool and um, you know pandemics bring something to your mind like what if something happened to me um, so within the next five years I want to own a home or I want to have purchased a home and be paying on a home that I would then be able to leave to my son so that he would always have a home um, and that means for me with writing I mean that means um, uh, probably increasing my income by about 50%. And um, just, I mean, it just means writing more. So I am currently employed and I teach writers classes, um, but I'm going to, I'm not going to be doing that as of March. So I'm going to be focusing on writing novels um, and blogging and just trying to build my income. I'm not one of those writers who's afraid to say that I write for the money. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's Even nothing the wrong with not, that. Exactly. And the money's not always good, but that's, I mean, well, I, I feel like writers are scared to say that, you know, they're scared to say that, you know, they want to make money or we should all be in it for the art right. or whatever. But I mean, 
people got to eat. <laughs> you exactly. know, like, exactly. it, it's, so. it's, it's not just art. I mean, to me, it's the best of both worlds. We get paid to do something we love that's artistic. How awesome is that? And I don't think it corrupts anything to make money off of something that we enjoy doing. Yeah, I think it's just one of those weird stigmas in the writing community um, in the same way that self-publishing was um, a dirty word for so long. And it's been like a decade and it's like just now not like starting to not be a dirty word, um, you know, and now writers are coming out and, and saying, you know, like I made six figures last year, I made seven figures last year. And so it's becoming a little bit more, I don't know, accepted, I think, right. to talk about being in it for the money. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think that's a great goal. That makes sense to me. I, I, And I think that that's the other thing that that uh, makes you and I, it's, I know it connected me to you right away and, and I could really resonate with you is that we, life hasn't necessarily been easy for either one of us. And we tend to use our pain to pr propel us, but also to set goals for ourselves, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's really cool that you want to leave your kids something, you know, safety and security and a legacy. I think that's really, really wonderful. Ooh, I like that, a legacy. I was just like, you will have a house. <laughs> You're like, it's a legacy. <laughs> it like is that. though, you know, it is. <laughs> and, and so you will live forever. I mean, your name, whether or not, you know, even if, if, even if someone, no one reads it, it still exists, you know, for forever that you left something, a mark on the world. That's cool. That is very true. So maybe, you know, my goal in high school was to be famous um, for singing, but, you know, maybe I'll just be famous for still selling books after I'm long dead, which is kind of the dream. It shouldn't be, but it is still kind of the dream. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So well, we're, oh, go ahead. No, in fact, I, I was just thinking about you and I started reading or writing at the same time on Medium. We both mm -hmm. started late, you like late October, early November of 2019. And we, you made a splash super fast and I remember hearing about you and thinking you were so super cool that I wanted to know who you were. I had sort of like span, like, ooh, you know, I can't, don't know if I can touch, but, and then it happened for me as well, but it was more of a rapid climb. Yours is like, boom. And mine was sort of this really rapid incline and you were instrumental in helping me get there. And that was also the really cool part too, how our paths crossed like that. So. Oh, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were going to ask me my goals. My goal, my goal, you know, I'm, I'm near the end of work life, you know, retirement could be around the corner in a way I am some, I retired already, although I work harder than I've ever worked in my life. But, um, I, I would like, I am in it for the money as well. I mean, I'll, I'll be just, just as blunt. I, uh, I would like to, to retire comfortably and I don't have to worry about it again. Um, and do whatever I'd like to do. I'd like to t travel, you know, you know, luxuriously. I just would like things a little easier. So that's my goal as well. And, and I would like to, I would also like to leave a name, you know, to say that I did this and this is who I am and that people remember me, I, you know, make my kids proud. In fact, I told my son a year ago that I had a goal of making X amount of money per month on medium. And he just laughed at me. And then I did it six months within five to six months, I hit that goal. And he doesn't now say anything. Whenever I say what my new goals are, he just keeps his mouth shut. Because <laughs> he learns, you know what, mom makes it happen. So yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, that's something I really want. Like, I do want to make my kids 
proud of me. You know, like I was, I'm, I'm one of four daughters, four sisters. Um, and you know, I'm the oldest and two of us didn't go to college and two of us did. And, um, or I went to college, but we didn't, you know, graduate. Um, and I just kind of want to show my kids that there isn't like one specific path, you know, um, if one of my kids wanted to go to trade school or, which is what my sister did. My sister's an electrician. She's a badass. Yeah. Like she's a 22 year old badass. And I'm like, I, I can't do math. Like <laughs> she's like an electrician. So I just kind of want to show my kids that it's okay to do your own thing. I've been doing my own thing for probably close to a decade now um, in some way or another. And I, yeah, I want that to be okay. Right. You know, so right that's very cool so what would you say is your biggest triumph so far in your writing career I it's been this past year to start I mean I blogged before I blogged from 2009 to 2013 I had I put out uh, one article a week for four years consistently and these still are out there it's all on psychological stuff you know I talked wrote about personality disorders and the such. But I, I didn't really get serious about it until this last year. And it was because the memoir, I knew I was starting to write a memoir. And I knew that in order to market something, you also have to have an audience. You can't wait until the book is done because I did that before. And I knew that was a mistake. Don't do it again. So that was when I, I started at the same time that you were started blogging on Medium, I started blogging as well. And so I would say, um, you know, break, breaking the thresholds that most writers don't seem to get over on Medium um, to be able to successfully do that and do it as fast and then to move into a new platform and break it again. You know, that, that said for me that I, I, and then to have the feedback, I'll tell you what the ultimate triumph was. And it happened just a month ago. One of my sons said to me, he said, I go to your, I go to your profile periodically and read your stuff. I didn't know that. And then he said, and then I'm, I start like, I like holding my breath, like, okay, what's going to come next? Cause I write deeply personal things. And then he said, yeah. And I figured here comes the criticism. And he said, don't ever let anybody ever change what you're doing. There's something special. And Aww. for me, that was like, I could have died <laughs> right then. It was I mean, wow, I don't know what to say to that. That, that to me is the highest compliment. So yeah, it's to, to achieve that. That to me is the biggest triumph is to, to have something that resonates with people and especially to those who are closest to me. I like that. That's really sweet. Yeah. You got good kids. Oh. Um, my own, I mean, I think my triumph actually came this year as well. Um, I mean, for those of you listening who are not super familiar with my story, I mean, uh, last, not this past summer, but the summer before, so summer of 2019, um, I just had my second child and I was on welfare. I was really sick. I couldn't work. Um, and so being able to come off of that as of like November or well, it was December of last year, um, was huge for me mm -hmm. and just I mean not only was I you know making an income but I was making a full-time income 
from writing within like 30 days mm-hmm. <laughs> of uh-huh. being full-time again. And so it was, yeah, it was huge. I mean, granted, we, full-time income is different for some people or for pretty much everybody has, you know, what they can live on or whatever. Obviously mine is lower, but to walk away and make, you know, 25, start making $2,500 consistently. Right. Um, That was huge. That was huge. So um, that's probably my biggest triumph so far. But, um, you know, there's still so much more to do, right? Like- <laughs> right, exactly. Right, exactly. And I think, that, you know, it's interesting because you started, you know, you, you realized this is not what you wanted and you wanted to get someplace better and sort of this, this kind of this crisis of sorts happened for you. And then it took you someplace. And that was what happened for me too. I mean, a year, a little more than a year and a half ago, uh, my marriage was ending. It was a second marriage. It was disastrous, horrible, awful. Couldn't get, I don't think it could be frankly a whole lot worse than what it was. And at the same time it was ending, my oldest son was diagnosed with leukemia and was on his deathbed. So that's, it was when then I started right. I, I moved internationally, had nothing. I came into the country with two suitcases. That's all I owned in 2019. So I had to literally make my life over alone with a kid who could have been dying. And I just thought, you know what? I'm not, this is, I'm not going down. I'm just not going down like this, you know? And I think it's those kinds of places that we dig deep and find, you know, find ourselves and in it I think it either makes us or breaks us and I just was determined to have it make me and it sounds like you yeah did the same. yeah I think it I didn't I think it says a lot about us I think it's something we have in common because like I started writing on medium um let's see went through a terrible breakup um moved out of our bus that we built um my boyfriend and I moved home with my mom at the age of 32 like, like, if that's not starting at the bottom, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, in fact, one of my first articles was about that marriage, and it was, I think it was, the title of the article was True Confessions from a Sex Addict's Wife, and in short, it was like the week or two after I just started writing, and I made the top 10 sex stories of that week, and it got published on an article and pushed it. And it went, you know, of course it did very well. It was like shocking to me, you know, that out of our pain, you know, that something big happens. It was incredible. Oh yeah, I totally, like, I know that feeling writing about being, you know, an insecure girlfriend and why it ruined my relationship about two weeks after we had split up. And then that piece went on to make like, $1,500 $1,500 in its first month um, wow. just because I'm not the only insecure girlfriend. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like there's so many people who struggle with that. And so that's why, like, I always say that writing is universal. It is. Whether you're writing, you know, creative nonfiction or you're writing fiction, like somebody will find your story and connect to it. And that's kind of what makes writing really awesome to me. Yeah, in fact, I think that that's one of the big things that people, it's what it, what makes it super scary, but it also makes it very powerful is that it has to be authentic. And people know, you know, they, they know when someone is just giving the, the line that they need to be said, or they're just a status quo. And they, and they know when someone's bleeding over a piece. And we both, you and I both are the type that tend to 
we're willing, we're willing to like go really deep, cry the tears and bleed on a, on a story that we're writing or a book that we're working on. Yeah, we bleed. (laughs) (laughs) And the most hard part was when you do it and no one, no one sees, you know, that that's the ones that doesn't make sense. But yeah, I mean, we could spend a lot of time on what makes a piece viral and what makes a piece not, but so anyway. And we may, when we get into marketing and stuff like that, but I mean, it's true. Like, and it's always the ones that I feel like I, I'm writing from, you know, my emotions or whatever, my mindset, and I'm not really paying attention to what I'm writing. And I'm just writing it because I have to process this and get it out. Right. And that's like, the one thing that everybody reads and I'm like no that's garbage read this one over it's here. right and you spent maybe what 30 40 50 minutes on it you know with another yeah. one you spent several hours and you rewrote and rewrote and yeah I totally get that totally it's garbage don't read that <laughs> yeah, that happens to me too it's like no that's not the one I just threw that one out there yeah, anyway so what is your biggest struggle when it comes to writing right now you know, it's a struggle I've had most of my life. I probably, I will probably always battle it. And that is, I am not a good self-promoter. I am horrible mm-hmm. at it. So marketing super hard. I just, I don't know how to brag. It's what it feels like. It feels like bragging to me. So when I say, please read this, or please notice this, or isn't this good or buy this, I just feel, you know, I just don't want to do it. it. It's very, very uncomfortable for me, which is probably why I, wrote the way I did. You know, I wrote in isolation for a year before I started even seeing what I was supposed to do next is because I didn't want to take the risk of ha- asking someone to just look at it. It just is so uncomfortable to me. So that's what I'm working really hard at is getting better at marketing, which is why that's why I've had to learn so much is because I don't like it. So then I avoid it and then I don't learn about it. So I, I need to get better at that. All of it. <laughs> How about for you? What what's your hardest part? Um, marketing sucks, and it's just hard. I was about ready to tell you that I think it's a generational thing. Like I think, um, it's something that you're taught, you know, not to brag on yourself. But now I'm thinking it's more of like a Midwest thing since we're both from the Midwest, because I was taught the same thing. <laughs> like we don't talk like you're not supposed to brag on yourself and that's what I mean that's what it feels like but at this point I've like I've been through it with clients and I've sat down and told the clients you know give them the prep talk of do you want to like do you want to eat like do you want to pay your bills like then you have to people have to buy your product people can't buy your product if they don't know it exists like you have to talk about it and so I kind of have to give myself that pep talk, but over the past year, just from um, promoting stuff on Medium, um, I I feel like I've kind of gotten over that, but I still, now I have to get over it when it comes to my books. Like, like, I didn't even, I I published a book like three months ago of personal essays and poems, and I still have yet to send it out to my newsletter list. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is one of those things that it's just like, I said it about months ago, like, well, when I just, and I'm like, but I don't want to, it feels weird. Like I've sent them a weekly newsletter for, I don't know how long, and they get links to all of my blog posts, but now I'm like, 
hey guys, there's this book. Right. right. I think I think it's hard for that book too because it's not my my I don't want to say it's not my forte, but it's not my niche. It's me taking things that over the past year I've written while working through my breakups um, to just kind of let it go. And so putting all of that together in a book and, you know, just kind of putting it out there because maybe some girl needs to read that or something, you know, and, um, but I'm, I'm a young adult author. So, you know, it doesn't really fit my reader per se. So that might be why there's some hesitation. Um, but yeah, marketing and um, I'm going to say time management because I have, I have adult onset ADD, which tends to make me focus on one thing for like an abnormally long period of time. And that's sometimes productive, but most time it's not productive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I'll, I'll spend like what should take me 45 minutes making a graphic in Canva will suddenly turn into me doing it for like six hours. And so <laughs> for perfection, <laughs> like I made a landing page last night and it took me like four hours and it should not have taken me four hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that, that's hard too, because, you know, you have to wear so many different hats that it's hard to know the balance. How much time should you spend on social media? How much time should you spend on design? How much time should you be spending commenting on other people's work? And then there's the issue of writing and editing. I mean, there's so many things that we do that goes, especially when you do self-publishing because it's a, you know, basically DIY. So it's hard to know that balance. And tricky because if you get out of balance then you end up something suffers that shouldn't have suffered you know like one thing you said lately is hey you're overworking your titles yeah I've probably gotten a little anal about it and in in when I should just be spending the time instead of a half an hour on a title I should be writing another essay you know I kind of lose sight that I'm not gonna how much more money will I make on a title based upon uh, versus getting something else done and out so it's very easy to have that happen. I, I, I agree with you. I, yeah, I think that I struggle with that too, just because, because if I'm not, my problem is I overwork. I mean, I lately, especially in a pandemic, have been working seven days a week, eight to 10 to 12 to 14 hours a day sometimes. So um, in fact, I've made a commitment this week. I'm actually going to not work on the book. And I'm going to keep my work hours less than eight hours and take it off. It's a, you know, a holiday week. I'm going to try to relax a little bit, do something fun, but it's very hard for me. I mean, I think I, I get my head down, you know, you, you kind of run yourself out. I just sort of like get bullheaded and run forward and sort of ignore everything else. And I need to not do that. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like I'm running in circles, Mm. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where I do the same thing. I. I run myself ragged and then it takes like three days for me to mentally be able to get it back together. And that's like, and I tell tell my mom this all the time. So my mom's retired and um, she does odd jobs or, and she works in her, her yard and she likes to garden and she cleans houses and she does odd jobs. And I tell her all the time, wouldn't it be cool if you worked four hours in the yard every day and did it every day like you want to instead of working for 12 hours one day 
and then have to take four days off because your body hates you. Right. And then, like, like, you know what I mean? And I have to, I have to physically tell myself that because like, if I, if I work eight hours and that's, there's no such thing as for me, there's no such thing as working a solid hour. I have to get up four or five times to deal with the kids within an hour. Mm-hmm. So we just say eight hours. <laughs> um, after, you know, after those eight hours, sometimes after six, it's diminishing returns and it's just going to make the next day harder. So I really have to start being like, okay, at 10 PM, you're going to go watch Grey's Anatomy and you're not going to do anything else, but maybe fold clothes. Right. And then you're going to go to bed. You're not going to go back to your desk. Like you're, you're then going to go back like to bed. Right, right, and you're right. gonna stay there, right? <laughs> you know, I've act- yeah, I've actually gotten up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. to use the restroom and wrote another blog piece. I've done that so many times. I know. Now sometimes so many- there's sometimes they're really good pieces, you know. But then it's six. It's 6 a.m. in the morning. Got you because you just spent three hours doing it on a phone, which is and your wrist hurts because you shouldn't have been doing it on a anyway. I think that's the other thing that. Uh, is that if we're not careful and don't do this wisely, it it does cost our bodies enormously. In fact, this last week, I and it was a day I spent with you in some classes. I literally sat in a chair for twelve hours in my nightgown. I didn't have a single thing to eat or drink, and I didn't oh. leave, didn't leave the chair. Literally, I didn't stand up for twelve hours mm-hmm. because I hadn't. Oh, I know. Drink. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, what are you doing? This is not good for you. So yeah, I, I think that's the other thing is, is that yeah, it's time management, but in a way that's good self-care. Oh yeah. You have to, you have to take care of yourself. It's so funny. Cause you're like, I've gotten up to go to the bathroom and written a post, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, I've done that. And then I'll be like, okay, that's out of, out of my mind. Now let me go back to get back to bed. And before I can get back to my bed, one of my kids wakes up. So yep. then there is no more sleep. Yep. Yep. <laughs> or when you're my age is you're already awake. You're going, well, it's might as well just keep going. So, yeah. And it's so funny that we know this among ourselves and yet we continue, like, it's like insanity, right? Like we're yeah, exactly. continuing to do the same thing and we're oh, like yeah. this time. Exactly. I said to the doctor recently, I have insomnia. So I'm only like functioning on four to five hours a night. Sometimes she said, are you on the computer till like 10 or 11 a night? Uh-huh. Do you think maybe that's a bit of a problem? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, she's not wrong. I'm, 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 I, I can't tell you how many times I've been on my phone until like 1231 o'clock. And like, yeah, they were wondering why we can't fall asleep. Why there's no melatonin yeah, in our bodies, you know, like too much light, hon, too much light. So. And I'm always like, it's work. Like when I was dating someone, you know, like, I can't write like it's work. It's now, <laughs> but it is constantly like constantly on a device that kills life. Exactly, exactly. So I I think one of the things that you and I are saying, Ashley, is that we want to be the kind of writers slash authors who 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 get there, but get there in one piece and 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 healthy. You know, we're we're doing well when we get there, right? You know, so. Yeah. I know I've seen, I mean, I, uh, living in Eureka Springs with a bunch of other writers, I met tons of writers, even during a pandemic, oddly enough. And, um, 
multiple people it just seemed like like they would like they they do everything within their power to get that first book done and then they like how would have to take like a year off to not write like I don't ever want to feel like I need a vacation yeah like I need a vacation from my job um one because I'm my own boss I create my own job like (laughs) but you know I'm all about taking vacations but I don't ever want to feel like it's like it's too much and I think that's kind of hard for both of us since we are our own bosses. It's it's hard to figure out where the line is sometimes. Right. right. Of what is too much. So what do you think is your goal for this podcast? What would you like to see the listener get out of it? Oh, well, that's simple. So when I started um, in self-publishing, there was the self-publishing podcast. For, it was for newbies. Um, and now it's gone and turned on uh, turned on it's gone and turned into the story studio podcast and um the guys are still doing their own thing but I feel like even though I started so long ago I'm still a beginner and mm-hmm. I feel like there isn't that resource for beginners like me like I'm not a beginner writer by any means but I'm still I still feel like a beginner self-publisher even though I've helped tons of people self-published with books right you know like I'm really good at helping other people do the thing I just haven't really done the thing right and so um I want to I want to be able to share my journey and um basically have people I don't know do it with me at the same time I want a community um and I want you know if I make a mistake I want other people to not make the same mistake I guess you know so but mostly it's yeah it's just kind of about like filling a okay they say if you go on Amazon and you're looking for a a certain book and you can't find it then you should write the book right and so when I go and look for a podcast to help me through this period of my career and there's nothing there then I was like well I know what I'm doing now (laughs) like you know (laughs) <laughs> right, right. No, I think that's, you know, it, it sort of relates to mine too. Mine is that I, I it's, it was first hard for me to begin to say that I'm a writer, that there's something I felt like, at what point do you get to say that? When you, when you put something on the internet and somebody else reads it, when you put it on social media, at what point, what's the line? When you make your first dollar, when do you officially say I'm a writer? So that's really hard, but then it even gets harder. When do you get to say you're an author? I mean, is it when you sell your first book or is it actually when you put something out that gets, is it any kind of material? What, what, what counts? So I, I would like to help people in the process as I myself move from writer to author. I'd like to help others do the same. I'd like to do it with them, you know, as a, a collective group. I think that was the coolest thing about our relationship is I see us doing things together. And, yeah. and helping each other back and forth. And I, I want to share that with a larger community. And I agree, it's, there's a lot of advice about how to advertise or uh, what's happening in the publishing market or how to get a, be a better writer. But I, I'd like to be able to step into the gap of helping people with their identity, you know, to help them make that shift. And it's a complicated shift because as you and I already said, it's more than writing. It's more than publishing. It's more than social media marketing. It's, it's all of it all at the same time. And so yeah. I'd like to help people do this multifaceted thing together with us. 
Yeah, and um, it's also a huge opportunity um, for me to talk to people who know more than me, you know what I mean? And that's like my favorite thing to do. Um, and so, you know, it gives me, like if I, if I don't know it, but I wanna know it, then I bet I can find somebody to come and explain it to me. And, and you know, and that's, that's kind of cool to me. It's um, learning from people who've already been there and um, it's the same thing. So, you know, a year down the road when somebody decides, okay, I'm gonna start this journey, you know, they'll be able to listen through these and, and learn from us, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, and you're better at that than I am. You, you have no, you're one of these people I admire that you have no problem going out and talking to somebody. I always have this, like, I don't know, like intimidation thing going on. So here, here I find out from you that there's all these cool people living in the same town that I live in. And, you know, I would never have the boldness to go say anything to any of them. So what, oh. I, what I love is that I, I know that you will help me do that. And that I'm probably there's areas that I'm doing, you know, I'm more confident in and I can help you do that. And so I see us doing the same with those that listen is that we get to help those struggle with whatever their areas are, that we can do it together and get, we become stronger together. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like almost all my favorite writer people live in Austin, <laughs> like, and that includes you, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. Um, writing used to be such a solitary you know existence um and I went to Austin I went to a, a conference and you know sometimes I'm like dude someday like someday I want to do a conference where all the people that you know I know can like meet each other and like all this stuff but I went to a conference and that's pretty much how I met all of my first writer friends and I can remember one um, lady, her name's Julie, and we weren't even that close, but I was pregnant with Emmy, so it would have been a couple of years ago, and I was struggling hard. I was sick. I couldn't write. I couldn't eat. Um, I wasn't sleeping, and you know, somebody that we, we only ever talked to at a conference, and then we were Facebook friends, and she sent me a message. She's like, honey, are you doing okay? Mm. Can I help you? Do you want, you know, like, I'm a mom too. Like, I, I get it, and you know, I've always said writers are some of the nicest people I know. They really and are. And so that's kind of, I mean, that to me, that's the number one goal is to, is to give as much as I can and meet as many people as I can and, and, you know, have a community. Right. Exactly. Make some friends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So why don't you tell uh, what, what this is going to be about, what we're going to do together. Can you kind of give them an outline of where we're going and what we're offering and yeah, um, well, so right now, um, as it stands, the How to Publish Your Book podcast is a podcast, um, but we're also going to be giving you guys weekly resources, um, printables, stories, um, whatever we feel like goes with the episode and, and is something that you need. Um, and then we're going to have a um, a discord community for you guys to come and hang out and um, in there you know we're gonna do um, Q&A's and stuff like that and you'll get a lot more access and contact with us um, as well as be able to start building friendships with each other um, you know eventually someday I want to write nonfiction books and stuff like that but um, right now it's just about kind of finding our way and um, building our community 
oh, we're going to have a monthly book club. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at the beginning of each month, um, we're going to announce a book um, and we're going to read it. And then towards the end of the month, we're going to um, have a, a, a live discussion um, for all of you guys, um, and which we'll probably just stream on YouTube and you guys can come and talk to us. Um, and I'm really wanting to focus on promoting self-published authors. And I'm really also hoping that some of those authors will want to come on the podcast and talk about their books and talk with our people. So, um, so hopefully that will happen in the future. But um, the first book is called Bookcraft and it's by Derek Murphy. And there'll be a link in the show notes so you guys can get it. Um, it comes out December 22nd. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to read it. Derek's a friend and um, I admire him and he's such a good writer and um, he travels like full time. They, they live um, in Oregon, but they travel constantly. And um, I just, yeah, I really look up to him. So I'm excited to read that. Yeah, you just introduced him to me too. And I read his, one of his books for the first time. It was awesome. I, I loved it. In fact, I already got the second book and started working on that as well. So I, I didn't know this is a new one that you're, that he's just put out that you're proposing. So that's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, it's basically, um, it's his, uh, his book about writing craft. Okay. Um, and he has, um, I love his fiction stuff. He mostly writes YA, um, but he does write some different um, books about drafting and marketing and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just his book about um, writing craft. Um, and it's, I'm really excited because it's basically from first draft to final polish. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see how his process works um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obsessed with other writers processes mm-hmm. and always trying to like tweak my own um well because there's mine no, right there's no one way right I mean I, I don't right. think there is there's I think there's as many ways as there are us each will have our own way of doing it yeah that's what I I believe in 100% and I'm always telling people that like don't compare your journey to my journey don't compare your day to my day like you know um people ask me all the time how do you get so much writing done or whatever it's like well today my kids behaved tomorrow they won't you right. know <laughs> like right, right, right. so you know it's i i'm always trying to tweak my process but the main thing in my process is flexibility right exactly exactly <laughs> well that's exciting so i i can't wait Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so excited. I pre-ordered it like a month ago. Oh, awesome. And so, and I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to have him on the show to come and talk to you guys about not only the book, but like, I mean, he's doing some crazy stuff in self-publishing and that's the one thing I'm excited about the most about the podcast is talking to people I already know, people I don't know, mm-hmm. any, pretty much anyone that will talk to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So. And then the resources that we're going to be providing, uh, you want to say something about what they are, what their intent is? Um, it's basically just a way to kind of work through um, the different topics we're going to cover. Um, and it's almost, I mean, I guess it's almost like homework, but they're all like resources to kind of help figure out where you are as a writer and kind of help you make your plan um 
and they will continue to help you grow, you know, forever. It's not just going to be like, oh, here's your, here's your introduction or whatever. And here's your, you know, figure out your, your author platform or whatever. And then you're good to go. Like it's, I think we should always be growing as authors. Mm -hmm. And so the resources will always, you know, be helping our, our audience grow as better writers. I think it's great too, because one of the things I've noticed when I've worked with new writers is that they hear a concept and then they'll say, well, I don't know where to begin with that. So Mm -hmm. it's really great. I get it, but I don't know what it looks like practically. And I think that's what you and I both want to do is to give somebody something that's not just a concept, but also a how-to, you know, a step-by-step mm-hmm. way of being able to do that. So that that's what these resources are, is to take what we're talking about and then give them a way to begin to do start doing it and keep doing it. So I'm excited about that. I think that makes it really useful, you know. I am too. I'm I'm really excited because it gives you know it gives our our podcast more of a hot hands-on approach, but um. It, nothing's overly complicated either like it's it's one thing to buy a book about writing craft or platforms or whatever and have to work your way through this whole book like we're talking about like one to two pages of a resource that will help you figure out something that will you know impact your writing that day right you know and 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 moving forward so it's breaking it down into doable steps yeah I, th- I think that's really a great thing so I'm excited that we're doing that as well I am too. Um, and guys, all the stuff that we're talking about, um, you're going to find all the links in the show notes. Um, or if you're watching us on YouTube, they'll be down in the information. So pretty easy to find us. So in wrapping up this podcast, what are you currently working on? And what is your goal for this week, Carrie? Well, my goal is to uh, slow down and actually take a little bit time off. And maybe a blog, write a few blogs, and I'm sure I'll do something else in the in the matter of that. But it, it it's to just to sort of quit being in overdrive. You know, we talked about a lot of self care today, so I'm gonna do some self care this week and kind of relax a little bit. How about for yeah? You? What are you doing? Well, we're recording this the week before Christmas. Obviously, it's not gonna come out until January, but um, kind of the same thing. So I have been. Push, I have been pushing myself to get a book out that I feel is maybe not ready. Um, and, you know, all these different things have happened. And um, I've just been, like, pushing and pushing and pushing. And I've already decided that, like, I'm done with that book for a week. And then I will come back to it. It's in the formatting stages. But, like, there's just been so much going on. And I still feel like it needs another read-through. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to push it out to push it out. Mm-hmm. And I really just don't want to do that. Um, so for this week, I'm I'm putting it down. I'm going to do some admin stuff, but I'm limiting it to an hour a day. <laughs> um, I still have my classes to teach, but, um, you know, I love my classes. Um, those are simple. Um, and then I want to go back to writing my two blog posts today. Because my two blog posts today really only takes me about three hours. And I really enjoy it. See, there's where you um, are massively different. I take five yeah. to six hours for one post. One yeah, post. Yeah. <laughs> we are very different. <laughs> I know. Oh, to do two in three hours. That's amazing. But yeah, I hear you. I think that's really cool that you're you're doing that and that you're making those goals. And I, I really like the fact that you're stepping back from the book. I'm having to do the same. I'm also finishing a book. 
and uh, I'm just finding that I'm ex- I'm in the editing stage and I'm exhausted. I mean, this has mm-hmm. been more than a year long push. I'm just very, very tired. So I think the way to find the energy is to recoup, you know, to literally yeah. step back. And so you're doing the same. And I think that's really, really great. Some, sometimes we lose sight of that. You know, we push so hard. We sometimes we lose sight that we need to slow down and back up and change the deadlines a little bit. Well, yeah, my deadline was in October. I got really, 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 really sick. Um, it was in October and I pushed it to November. I was still sick. Here we are, you know, the end of, or the middle of December. Um, and I still feel like it's an incomplete book, but I was going to push it out because I felt like I missed these deadlines, but I'm still recovering. Like I'm still having days where I'm exhausted. Like it's not, um, you know, I'm not a hundred percent. So when you're pushing yourself to push out a product, when you don't feel like that you're at your best and you don't feel like the product's at its best, like what's the point, you know? Right. And, and I have to do that. And the other so. thing is it's arbitrary. These, a lot of these deadlines are self-imposed. We forget, yeah. we forget that. I mean, it ends up for some reason, it like takes on a life of its own and becomes mm-hmm. this magical thing that we have to hit. No, <laughs> we don't. Who said so? Yeah. I, I, I struggle balancing that out where I'm like, oh, it's my own deadline. It doesn't matter. And, and meeting my deadlines. Um, I want that book out the first, the first week of January. And I know that the last week of December, I can read through it um, and give it a good polish and it'll be ready. Right. And I'm excited about that. Um, and that's a good point. But, There's a balance in there. There's a balance and not like letting it go for forever but also mm-hmm. not killing yourself in order to do something and then end up later, not happy with it because you pushed too fast. Yeah. And I, I always beat myself up about those like arbitrary deadlines. And I think it's because of the blog post mentality. So when you submit a blog post to a publication on medium and you're waiting for them to read it and you're, you know, you're waiting two, three, four days, you're thinking, dude, I'm missing out on money. Like if you're going to publish it, publish it. If not, I'll publish it myself, whatever that's not really true. Like you're just missing out on immediate earnings. If it's, if a, if an article is going to hit and you're going to make a lot of money off of it, it doesn't really matter if it's published three or four days earlier mm-hmm. or not, you know, but it's that arbitrary of like, always like watching my stats and making like how much money did I make today? Like, you know right. I mean? like, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. No, I feel like you're so. talking to me because I did just that exact same thing this week, but anyway, <laughs> No, I do that all the time, but I, 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 I should, I should say it more in my medium class because I feel like, you know, people are, I don't want to submit to that publication. It takes them a week to look at something. Okay. Hit submit and work all week. Like it'll be a nice surprise when they accept it. Like, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Oh, well guys, um, I'm super excited about this adventure it is it's like an adventure to me it's like a video game we're going on a quest (laughs) exactly exactly i am too i am very very excited and i and i i know that you know it's it's fun to do this with you and i can't wait to do it with all of us you know with our listeners as well so very excited yeah so if you guys want more information about the discord group and the resources all those things don't forget to look at the show notes um This has been the How to Publish Your Book podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can listen to a new episode. 
each week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.